Hello and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. We invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message. Once again, I'd like us to uh, continue to magnify Him. And as I read these passages of the Scripture in Galatians chapter 2, uh, starting in verse uh, 9 to 10. Let me just read this for us this morning. And it says, And when James and Cephas and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that was given to me, they gave the right hand of fellowship to Barnabas and me, that we should go to the Gentiles and they to the circumcised. Only they asked us to remember the poor, the very thing I was eager to do. What a passage of a scripture of uh, leadership, the leadership we had early on, uh, when early on in the life of, uh, of uh, Christianity. We're talking about a little more than two decades right after the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. This was the third journey of, uh, of um, Apostle Paul when he wrote Galatians. And he was writing this and describing the situation that had happened in Jerusalem. The meeting of minds, the gathering, the, the first staff meeting uh, that he has to bring up an issue to Jerusalem and meet up with the elders and the leaders and Peter and James and John. And, and as, as they have talked about it, there was this conversation between them and they've agreed on preaching the gospel to the Gentiles while James and, and, and the rest will be continuing on in their ministry to the Jews. Having said that, I'd like to first premise for us that, uh, you know, as we, as I want us to be reminded that pastors, leaders are servants of God. Just as our political leaders, the one voted by the people working in government, are servants of God, the kings, the presidents, the leaders of the land, they are servants of God as well, just as it was described from the scriptures. Whether they are believers or not, that's how Apostle Paul put it in, in Romans. Having said that, I'm just trying to uh, set up a case that as much, as much as the servants of God in the church are answerable to God, the church being answerable to God, governments are answerable to God as well because God has called them to be His servants. Now, having said that, there are uh, different lanes that we have to do. Um, and the governments are designed to bring protection and reward and for them to put up an army. And that's their job, to bring protection to the nation. But at the same time, the church has been given a lane, which is to evangelize, to preach the gospel, and to administer uh, sacraments. And, and by doing so, they get to fulfill the, the commission of God, which is to make disciples and reach out to the people, to the lost, to the marginalized. Talking about the marginalized, not just in the spirit realm, but even marginalized physically, socially. And these are uh, uh, ways on how Christians can fulfill their call uh, in, in, in the mission of God in preaching the gospel. That includes 
reaching out to marginalized in society, of course, with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so having said that, going back to the conversation in, 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 uh, in Jerusalem, the only simple requests that the elders in Jerusalem asked Paul and Barnabas to do was said in verse 10. And I'm going to repeat it again. Verse 10, in, uh, verse 10 in Galatians. And it says, Only they asked us to remember the poor, the very thing I was eager to do. I'd like to point out here as we move on this morning, I'd like to highlight in this passage, this one verse, threefold considerations. As the gospel is preached to our society, there are three considerations in this one simple verse in verse 10. Number one, with a special appeal. There was an appeal, a special appeal. And you would wonder, why. what about this special appeal? This appeal has something to do with the marginalized. It has something to do with the poor. Whether poor in the spirit or poor in, physically and, and no food, no provision, the church and, and the elders in Jerusalem apparently have asked Peter, uh, Paul and Barnabas as they reach out to the Gentiles. We can surmise that the church in Jerusalem had been doing that for more than two decades. We can surmise out of the teaching of the Lord Jesus Christ, the elders in Jerusalem had been fulfilling that, preaching the gospel and ministering to the poor and reaching out to them. And, and so they, they, they had the moral ground to ask these missionaries now about to reach out. They've been doing it, but reaching out and, and explaining to them that the gospel is by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. But he, they made a special appeal. Do not, uh, do not forget the poor. And uh, that is a very important aspect uh, to, to consider. That, uh, that uh, with a special appeal, I think it's just crucial. Sometimes before people would listen with their, with their, with their ears, they needed their stomach to be, filled for, to be filled first. I could imagine Jesus Christ. Before he preached the gospel, he would heal their sickness so that they can hear without pain. I could imagine uh, when Jesus did that in Matthew 9, 35, 36. And so that's the first appeal, um, the first consideration. Um, and I, be I believe that's also the appeal and the consideration that we have to take as a church today. What was the second consideration? Second consideration is, has something to do with to serve the afflicted. Yes, with a special appeal to serve the afflicted. And, and that is as important as, as when it was preached by the Lord Jesus Christ 22 years or 20 years ago. When Jesus had given them a, a, a word of encouragement. Uh, when the judgment would come, there would be the goats and the sheep on this side. And he said, these people, they have forgotten to visit me and to feed me and to clothe me. But these people, they did it. They clothed me. They fed me. They visited me. And, and the people were asking, when did we visit you? The, the righteous, the sheep, uh, the righteous people said, he said, whatever you have done to the least of these, you've done to me. Apparently, the Christians picked it up. And the reason why this is this important 
is because that teaching was counterculture. The Greco-Roman Empire have adopted the philosophies of the of the uh, and the principles and the teachings of the philosophers in 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 Greek, in Athens. The, the moment the, the, the Romans would go conquer nations, they bring with them the philosophies of the people from Athens. And one of them is that, uh, if I, I want to say it properly, and one of them is the philosophy that says, mercy indeed is not governed by reason at all. And humans must learn to curb the impulse. The cry of the undeserving for mercy must go unanswered. That's part of their philosophy, the Greco-Roman uh, uh, principles. And, and, and uh, 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 a, a historian repeated once again and exposed it even more by saying, Pity was a defect of character unworthy of the wise and excusable only in those who have not yet grown up. That's the mindset of the Greco-Roman Empire during the time of the Lord Jesus Christ. Could you imagine when the Lord Jesus Christ started showing compassion to the lost? When he looked at the crowd, the Bible says he had compassion on them. They were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. You, the, 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 the mode, the, the disposition of the Lord Jesus Christ was really counterculture. And the disciples picked it up. 20 years later, I could imagine his brother, James, telling Paul and, and, and Barnabas, Would you please do not forget the poor. And I say this to our church, to all the believers watching right now. What we're talking about of not forgetting the poor is actually counterculture then. And it might be even be counterculture today. But, me, but let me finish up first with the third consideration. Inspirited action with a special appeal in Serving the afflicted in spirited action. In other words, with a sense of excitement and eagerness. And that was the, 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 the appeal of James to Paul and Barnabas. And they did it. Why? Because Paul was eager to do the same thing. He, he was high-spirited in this area. And this has been next to his heart, apparently. So what am I saying? This is not. This was not just counterculture during the time of Jesus. This is even counterculture in our time today. Why? Generation me. Our generation today is more on selfie, more on self. IG would tell you. Uh, they, they won't tell you, but they made a study that there are a lot of young people who would commit suicide because of issues of just about self. I want you to know that this generation is not necessarily agreeing and aligning with the idea of empathy and the idea of, of uh, altruism, benevolence, and compassion. I want to say this to us as we leave today. As we leave today. We are every nation, and victory is part of every nation. And our hearts desire, as a global movement, is to honor God and establish Christ-centered, spirit-empowered, socially responsible churches and campuses in every nation. Part of it is socially being socially responsible. So uh, as I end today,
it may be counterculture, but I say today, helping the poor for the love of Christ, just as John has said it in, in, in John, 1 John 3.17, but if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and truth. So as we leave today, I say, helping the poor for the love of Christ never goes out of style. Let's remember the poor as a church. Let's worship God this morning. Resurrection in the sharing of suffering to be shaped into your image. I want to know you, I want to know you in the parting of the waters, in the fires of the furnace, in the shadow of your refuge. I want to know you, I want to know you in the days of revival. Of the broken in the glory of your purpose. I want to know you, I want to know you in the days of the waiting, in the fire, in the straining. Till there's just one thing remaining. I want to know you, I want to know you. Father God, thank you for this morning, uh, the opportunity to once again uh, pray for our nation, pray for our church. Thank you, Lord, that uh, you are preparing us for something greater as we prepare for next year's election. But also, Lord, we pray currently our situation, the threat of Omicron. Uh, 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 we're praying that, uh, Lord God, that uh, you give wisdom to our government agencies to respond positively. Uh, Lord, give our doctors and the frontliners strength and wisdom on how to respond uh, to this threat. We pray for those who are sick. We pray for those, for the families and the children. We bless the works of their hands. Lord, continue to provide for the food on our table, even during this pandemic. Thank you, Lord, for we have given us the opportunity to remember the poor. Continue to provide through the church, through the believers watching right now. You're going to use each one of us to be a blessing to our world. In Jesus' name we pray. Lord, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn His face toward you and give you peace. In Jesus' name. Thanks for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcast. 
If you'd like to watch these messages every weekday morning, visit us on facebook.com slash victoryph.